Hi friend, welcome to Charge My Core, where we are all about navigating the journey of self-discovery together. My name is Susie and I'm determined to change the world by having vulnerable conversations and deep connection that goes beyond a screen. I will help you uncover who you are at your core with insightful discussions, inspiring guests, and interactive challenges to get you out of your scroll and into your soul. This podcast will help you strip back who you think you should be to remember the wildly capable human you already are. Think of it as a cup of tea, a hug, and a kick in the butt all at once. So while we're striving for more, let's take a minute to slow down and charge our core. Hi, welcome back to Charge My Core. I am so excited to be back and back on the mic and back from my unplug where I really charged my core and I became a certified yoga teacher. Yay! I am feeling incredible and I have so much to share, but we're going to dive back in with an interview episode. And I think it is a very timely interview episode because it's all about unplugging. This interview episode is with Hector Hughes. Hector is the co-founder of Unplugged, a startup helping people live happier lives by providing digital detoxes at beautiful cabins here in the UK. Unplugged launched in the summer of 2020 and now has 11 cabins dotted outside of London. I'm actually going to go on this experience myself for my birthday weekend next weekend, and I am so excited to experience it. In this episode, we discuss where Hector got the inspiration to start Unplugged, how they keep digitally well in the hospitality industry, our complicated relationship with technology as entrepreneurs, and so much more. I'm definitely going to do another recap on my own personal experience at Unplugged and my experience Unplugged for yoga teacher training. But for now, let's dive into this juicy conversation. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be back recording, back on the mic, back plugged in, and my core is fully charged, and I want to transmit that to you. So let's dive right in. Hi, Hector. How are you? Welcome to Charge My Core. Susie, I am very well. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. I don't have many men on Charge My Core, so <laughs> <laughs> you're a lucky one. I'm honored. Every guest who comes on, we start with asking, what are your top two core values from the list I provided and why? So you got the list from Brene Brown. What are your top two core values and why are those important to you? For sure. So the two I picked out are kindness and humility. And I'll go through those kind of one by one. But yeah, I mean, kindness, I, the, the way I think about it is like, you just have a choice, you know, in every interaction you have, including yourself, like how you show up for that person. And like, there's no reason you can't just be nice to, to everyone, including yourself. And you know, life is just so much easier and better for, for yourself and others if you do turn up and, and be nice. Like, I don't know, I think we have this very kind of finite mindset of we're in competition with everyone and you kind of need to get angry and frustrated. But, you know, like, I think kindness is kind of a superpower, just just like being nice to people. And, you know, I get it right sometimes, I can do better other times, but I'm constantly surprised, you know, when I do get it right of, of just how much easier and better life is. You, know, you kind of, and it's, it's really infectious. So you, 
you're nice to people, then, then they, they will they will be nice in return, you know. Um, so that's yeah. That one. And then the, the second one I went for is humility. And the reason behind this is I just think you know we I everyone just takes themselves too seriously, and you know we should all <laughs> take ourselves a little bit less seriously, you know, because it's a crazy world we live in, crazy life we live in, and you know it's a it's a lot more fun if you, you know you, you kind of can laugh at yourself uh, along the way. So I think again, all problems, so many of our problems stem from from ego. And so, you know, again, it's very tricky to do and practice, but the more we can practice humility, the more I can practice humility, the, the kind of better life becomes, I, I really feel. Yeah, I love that. I totally agree. And I think those core values align so well with the topics that we talk about on Charge My Core, not taking yourself too seriously <laughs> Absolutely. Like life is short. I'm an Enneagram seven. Do you know what the Enneagram test is? Have you ever taken it? I haven't taken it. I know of it, but I haven't taken it. No. Yeah. So I'm an Enneagram seven. I'm the enthusiast. Surprise, (laughs) surprise. And so to me, everything I do in life, like I don't want to do it if it's not fun. And even if it's something that's not supposed to be fun, I'm like, how can we make it more fun? You know, because it's just like, why, why live a life where you're bored and where you're not, you know, just living it to the fullest. I just, I don't sign me up for that. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And I think there's such a, like, we, we just feel like there's, you know, you have to do things in a certain way, but you know, really there's no like rules, you know, so you can make turn up make it fun and, and just take it all a bit less seriously it's like especially kind of going into adulthood you feel like oh there's these things that we kind of have to have to do but of course it's it's not the case and, you know, the world is, is very much our oyster yeah totally agree with that so can you give us kind of a, a short version of your own story of self-discovery and more specifically how that led you to start unplugged rest yeah for sure so i for the first kind of 25 years of my life i was, I was pretty aimless I would say I, I you know kind of didn't uh, never worked too hard at school that kind of thing and and really just I was also a, a bit of a people pleaser so I, I kind of felt like I wasn't really living life on, on my terms some kind of teenage insecurities led me to a decade of pretty heavy drinking and, and drug taking and then in my early 20s I got a job at a a startup, a tech startup. I was the second employee on the commercial side. And, you know, that was a real kind of awakening, so to speak. So really kind of started to see, you know, started to really engage with something for the first time. So I spent three years at the startup. We grew to 70 people, opened offices in the US and Australia, and just really started to kind of find my feet and, and, you know, start to really kind of feel a bit of, I guess, purpose in something. But then I did, I did burn out in the end on that. Just, just kind of, again, wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. And in 2019, there was just this conflict where I was you know really starting to engage in this life and then I still had that kind of former life of you know drinking and not kind of uh yeah not not really living life on on my terms and then right basically I started to get more into like meditation so I started transcendental meditation and then you know reading more and then I I ended up with the recommendation of a friend at a silent retreat in the Himalayas in September 2019 and that was you know very picturesque Buddhist temple on on top of a mountain and the best thing about it was when you get there they take your phone off you and you spend 10 days cut off from the outside world so I came back from that went for about a week later I was catching up with uh, 
an old friend, Ben, who's my my now co-founder, and he was the, the hire before me at this startup. So we'd kind of worked together for two years, stayed stayed great friends off the back of that. And I told him about this silent retreat and uh, he's, you know, not the kind of guy you'd find at a silent retreat anytime soon. And <laughs> he spoke about, you know, there's a lot of stigma around retreats and meditation and so much of the benefit is just getting people offline and, and into nature. And we'd heard about totally. this this kind of tiny house cabin movement in, in other countries and ju- just sort of really interesting opportunity in let's call it the digital detox space because it's such a it's such a big problem you know like we kind of saw it in our own lives and you know it, it's it's still there's very little innovation happening in the space because basically because no one makes money when you're off your phone they make money when you're on your phone and they can advertise to you right it's really just consultants running corporate workshop and so we just thought the two married together really well so, so the basic idea was let's put cabins an hour from city life and people go literally padlock their phones in a box we give them a map and a nokia and leave them to it for a, a three-night digital detox so that that was all a kind of pipe dream at the end of 2019 and and then we got a we got a cabin ordered just thought let's let's go for it i, I actually quit my job the kind of following monday and uh and yeah th- then the world changed covid came and actually it turned out to be great timing for us we, we got our first cabin in july and launched just as the government lifted the first lockdown right and yeah something just really clicked straight from the off like we got a ton of inbound pr and influencers and yeah it's been pretty crazy since then so now we're about a, a year and a half since launching we've got 11 cabins and yeah plans plans to kind of uh, grow, grow from here so it's it's been an exciting ride so far and, and very much looking forward to the next chapter yeah that's amazing and I love that it sprung out of that experience of your own because that's where charge my core came from is I went off grid for a month to film a reality tv show which is <laughs> a random, you know, way to do it, uh, an unplug. But for six years prior to that, I was building an online business and blogging and showing up daily on social media. And I was so invested in helping people and spreading awareness about mental health and taking care of yourself and doing it from a place of love, not just because of aesthetics. And I was so invested in my mission that I wasn't really aware of how being always on and always connected was impacting me and my own mental health and my own lifestyle. And so I feel like that was given to me from the universe to say, like, listen, this is what happens when you unplug, when you slow down. And then I was like, okay, everyone has to know about this. Like, this is incredible because even though I was filming a TV show, I was still not on my phone or my laptop. I didn't even, we couldn't know the time. So we didn't (laughs) see a clock. Amazing for 20 days. Like it was wild. And so it definitely wasn't a silent retreat, (laughs) but it was that experience of really stripping back the technology. So for you, what kind of, like, what kind of impact does Unplugs have on you? Like, is it something, obviously you run these cabins now. Do you regularly do Unplugs yourself still? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I've found that through this whole process, process the more I can get offline the more I like crave it you know because it's what w- what you realize or what I realized after spending this time offline is the state that we're, we're living in usually you know when we're kind of completely plugged in and we're basically just in this this constant state of overstimulation you know like most people sleeping with phones by beds and you know you pick that up and look at it first thing in the morning and all the emails and whatsapp messages rush in and from there you've you've kind of lost you, you've lost your mind you know that the rest of the day is just all these things bouncing around in your head 
ahead and what happens when you go offline so so for the first day people are actually you know a bit more anxious because you kind of feel like you've lost a, a limb you get some phantom buzzing in the, the pocket all of these kind of things and then after about 24 hours you know you, you just kind of get this deep calm and this this deep sense of, of relaxation and you know that's honestly how we're made to operate you know like humans aren't built to be in this kind of constant you know, overstimulation and you know anxious stress but that's very much a side effect of, of life in in 2021 and so yeah the, the more i do it the more 2022 now the, the more i yeah. <laughs> crave it so yeah and, and then it's just it's just thinking about you know where, where we go with this right because you know it was very much hey let's get this up and running you know very much something we want to use and I, I think there's definitely could be interesting to other people as well. I think that the response and the feedback we've got has, has been you know, even, even better than expected, which is great. But but I think for us now, it's like figuring out what is this in five? What is this in 10 years? You know, and it's like the, the trend is towards more and more attachment to screens. So you look around on the London underground nowadays and everyone's just face down in their phones, which we're all we're all guilty of. So that's the trend. And, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen the Pixar film Wally, uh, where, you know, years in the future yeah. and all of the humans are, you know, in these wheelchairs, very overweight, just 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 kind of faces and, and screens. And, and that's very much where we're heading. So the effort with Unplugged is to, you know, to try and move the conversation in another direction, you know, because anything's possible right now. You know, we could just become this this species that, you know, everything is done through. You've got the rise of the metaverse. Like we're moving rapidly towards a, a kind of digital first world, which is great. You know, I mean, me and my co-founder kind of came from the tech world and, you know it, it does enable some amazing things but you know it, it doesn't have to be the only way right like so this is really an effort to kind of move that conversation into another direction around you know making unplugging uh, a part of of life so very much like you know you go to the gym for your physical health it's coming and you know spending time offline for your for your mental health absolutely i love that and i totally agree i think it's so important so i actually got certified in digital wellness after my time offline and i took a certification course and for me, I was really, really interested in the unplug aspect, in the detox. And I started taking Sundays off of social media. And I did that long before, you know, years and years ago. And I, I just found out that I did way better when I, you know, did my business and, and did created content and answered my DMs six days a week, as opposed to seven days a week, really having that time to myself to be where my feet are, to be present. And I think it's such a delicate balance because like you said, there's so many good things about technology. Like we wouldn't be having this conversation if it weren't weren't for technology, right? I wouldn't have found out about your initiative, about your brand, about the cabins if it weren't for Instagram. And so I'm in this weird situation where it's like, I th believe so strongly in the power of unplugging, but I also love technology. But I think that's the important thing is that we don't have to be Buddhist monks in the hills at a silent retreat in order to see the benefits of questioning our relationship with technology and questioning how it impacts us. And I think that's where digital wellness, I love as I've, you know, I got certified, I got the information, I learned that it's not about demonizing technology. It's just about learning how to live in the optimum state of well-being while focusing on the good parts about technology and protecting yourself from the more negative implications.
ones. And so I think that that attitude is so important that we can say, pay attention to this, right? Like you are a pioneer in this. I am a pioneer in this because so many people like don't even think about the fact that going on their phone first thing is like impacting the rest of the, their day and their nervous system. And it's just wild. So I think we, we have to keep fighting the good fight. But like you said, like really remembering that technology isn't our enemy either, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's such a, it's such an interesting balance, isn't it? But it's, I think that's, cause that's really it. It's, it's, it's about like the, the issue now. And one of the big challenges is there is so little awareness about it. And, you know, even like, I'm someone who spent the last two years building a business in this, and there are still many times when I'm, I'm not even aware of, of what I'm doing. And like, it's just that kind of mindless state that, that we take life at nowadays. So, you know, all of these things, anytime, any, any time offline people can spend, it's just a chance to like reconnect with yourself and, and just, just gain some perspective and, and clarity because, you know, we spend so much time like in the weeds of, of life and you know it's sometimes nice to it's super helpful to, to zoom out totally and I think it's really important and especially for unplugged a lot of people that I talk to because I really encourage this Sunday off of stories off of social media especially for people like me who are entrepreneurs content creators who spend a lot of time on these platforms for business purposes is like also being able to realize that that you will have a resistance. You will be like, oh, it's not that bad for me, right? Like I always hear this quote, like scrolling is the new smoking. It's like <laughs> in 10 years, there's going to be studies about scrolling, about what it does to us. And, and they're starting to come out, you know? I think it's important for us to realize that there is going to be resistance. And I just wonder for you, like when people are kind of interested in coming to Unplug, coming to the cabins, do you have kind of common like feedback where they're like, oh, I don't need to stay that long or like what kind of resistance comes up for your customers? Yeah, it's interesting. So, so there's kind of a few different different buckets. There's definitely the people, there's because there's the kind of I need this bucket, but then that that's almost split into two because there are the people like I need this and I'm, I'm going to do it. But they're also like the people who are like, I need this, but there's no way I could spend three days off my phone. Like that's that's quite a common reaction is people just, you know, do not think it's possible, right? Like, like, like there's like, you know, everyone has different circumstances you know kids of course a big one and you know i think definitely it's common among business owners and, and, and founders as well but you know the, the feedback we get when people actually come and stay is like the biggest realization is that the world doesn't end if you go offline for three days you know? yeah like, it wasn't all that long ago we've made it all the way through human history with <laughs> without smartphones and it's crazy to think that now that they're here it's impossible to live without them so, so i think that's a big one and then yeah there's definitely a bucket of oh i didn't need this you know and uh it's, you know, who, who am I to judge? So, some people, I'm sure, have great digital habits. Other people, I'm sure, there's a little bit of denial there. But I think with this kind of thing, like, it's it, it really needs to come from from you right and i think the best thing we can do as a company is make a great product great experience that really works for the people who want to come and do it and then they'll go away and evangelize and like you know that person who's resistant against it if they hear it enough times you know it, it starts to break through and i think what we're really trying to do is just like normalize this you know like normalize yeah. thing so that you don't go into a restaurant and everyone sat on their phone around the table and like you know it's just like giving people helping people spend this time offline you know, it's like, because at the moment, it's like, well, everyone's scrolling, so it's fine. But, you know, once you've come to stay, uh, done like a digital detox with us or, you know, anywhere, then 
you know, you start to realize that like, okay, this is just something I can do. And like, this is, this could be normal too, you know? Because now it feels like there's so much expectation on us to reply to WhatsApp, to reply to emails. And like, it feels weird to do a day offline, you know, like in this society. And so the more we can move the conversation towards that being the norm, I think the easier it is, as you say, it's like smoking, right? Like, you know, now smoking starts to get get a reputation, you know, as something undesirable because the ill effects on health is so publicized. You're right. It will you know the research will come but it does just take so much time so i think you know, the, the more people you're, you're obviously talking about it as a we and like the, the more that conversation moves forward and like the more we learn in, in the space then you know the, the faster we can move towards a a happier society. Yeah, I totally agree. And we all know what it feels like to be ignored by someone. There's actually a word for it. We learned <laughs> it in our course. It's called fubbing. fubbing. So when you ignore someone and you are looking at your phone instead of engaging in the conversation, you are fubbing them. So P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G, fubbing. And then there's also a study that's called mere presence. And this means that just just like if you're out to dinner with someone or you're in a business meeting with someone and they have their phone on the table, that automatically makes you feel as if they're not as invested in the conversation. And it also brings them a sense of like anxiety because they know mm-hmm. that that phone represents conversations with the outside world or their business or work, or like you said, like their kids. And, you know, it's just, it's so ingrained, but just having your phone present, mere presence is going to then take away from your ability ability to connect in the present moment. And I find that so interesting. It's like, even if it's face down, like that is still impacting you and it's impacting the people around you as well. There's another, there's another study on that. I mean, that, that's amazing. But there's another one of a similar vein where, you know, by just having their phone on the table, people doing an intelligence test, sort of like a drop in, in IQ. So like just from having your phone within your, your eyesight, you know, literally lowers your intelligence. Again, because some of your attention is being pulled into that phone. So yeah, I think it's super interesting. And as you said earlier, like it's yeah. just, we just know so little about the effects. But yeah, the more you think about it, the more you're like, this is crazy, you know? Definitely. And like you said, I think it is that balance of us spreading the word and making people aware, but then also realizing like some people just aren't ready. Like you said, like they're in a bit of denial, but do you have any advice for someone who's, you know, listening to this and they're like, Oh, I'd love to try that. But they think they're just like too busy or they have too many commitments and they're just not there yet. Like, what would you say to kind of encourage them over the edge? (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I I think there's so much to be said for for starting small. Like if you're not ready to come and spend, you know, three nights offline in in a cabin, then just, you know, try putting your phone in a drawer for like an extra hour a day. Or I think such a big one is if you can keep it out of the bedroom. So, you know, a lot of allowing yourself to spend time offline is like removing the excuses you'd have for getting on your phone, right? So a huge one is people use it for their alarm clock. Well, you know, straight away they're picking it up first thing in the morning and then you end up on, on Instagram. So just buy a, you know, just buy a kind of classic alarm clock. Yeah. Buy a watch so you're not not checking the time on your phone. You know, like you can buy these things for 10 or 15 pounds uh, and it makes a huge difference. And yeah, out of sight really is out of mind. And the other thing is like, you know, 
accountability with other people is is great as well so you know if you, if you have a friend who's, who's kind of on a similar wavelength or, or your partner then ju- just make a kind of deal that hey look when we when we meet we're going to put our phones away for the, the meal like put them in a box on the table but you know it really snowballs so every every hour every you know minutes almost of, of time you can kind of reclaim from your phone it's just more time for you to kind of reflect reconnect with yourself and and uh and and it really so it's, it's all about momentum and it's just just starting small you know don't you know don't make it too hard for yourself you know like there's yeah uh, you don't have to go and spend 10 days at a silent retreat and yeah just start small yeah I think that's such a good point I think you know those small things add up like everything in wellness right digital wellness is just as important as the the little habits we do to to take care of our mental health the little habits we do to take care of our physical health it's like you can't just go to the gym for 10 hours because you haven't gone to the gym for the last 10 days right like it's it's about showing up consistently and not getting overwhelmed by this idea of demonizing it, right? Of saying like, oh, I can't be on my phone at all. It's like, no, you can just set better boundaries on charge my core. We talk about it in the context of protecting your edges. So the edges of your day. So protecting the morning, protecting your meal times as well. Not having, even if you're not out at a restaurant, but like with your partner, even by yourself, right? Sometimes I'll, I'll take a lunch break and I'll be like, I just scrolled that whole lunch break. (laughs) And I feel like I didn't even like reset, you know? And so even as someone who loves this, like I'm still guilty. I still fall (laughs) into it. I still am human, you know? And I think that's important to realize as well is that it's, it's about getting better and more mindful about it. It's not like you're never going to scroll ever again, right? So when it comes to Unplugged, how do you kind of cultivate good digital wellness as an organization? Like, how do you encourage those habits within your working life and community? Yeah, for sure. So one of the things that is easy and super important is just getting everyone to, to go and do this, uh, you know, regularly. So to make sure that everyone who is in the team comes and comes and stays. So, cause you know, A, it just makes your job so much easier if you, you understand the, the product, but also, you know, we're doing this because, you know, we, we've kind of found that it really does help you know, live a kind of healthier, happier life. So, so yeah, that's, that's the kind of starting point. And then, yeah, we, we, I do, I do feel like it's in the DNA to kind of focus on, you know, well-being. So we're not we're not sending emails at two in the morning, all of that kind of thing. So you know, try and and again, right. I really think that kind of starts from the founders in a, in a small organization. If your team do you do that, then the expectation is that's how we do business. So it's tempting. I mean, the other tricky thing about what we're doing is we are a hospitality business. Like there are guests in our cabins twenty four seven. So it's a really interesting balance of you know how how do you allow everyone in the company to switch off while still you know there is that kind of a need you know if something goes wrong at a cabin then of course you know we yeah need to, to help. So, so that's a really interesting challenge. And then I think it's the little things which to be honest like you know as as we grow we're kind of figuring out like we we should just unplug for our meetings right like phones off the table like all of these things and you know we sometimes get the right sometimes get we don't so that's definitely something looking forward that you know you gotta we gotta try and practice what we we preach there but yeah it's it's just you know i, I think it's so important to, to to be mindful of each other is, is the big thing because you know you can do everything great for yourself but if, if actually you've got the kind of expectation on on everyone else then you know it's still going to create that that kind of toxic environment so but the good thing is i feel like the better I can be at that, the better 
my co-founder can, the better. Well, we've got a team of four now that the better kind of Tom and Rebecca in the in the team can be as well. And that really kind yeah. of you know, it trickles down to the whole company, right? Like if person A over here is, you know, happy and 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 kind of setting good boundaries, then that really kind of allows us to and you know, I'm just a big believer in, in work expands to fill the time available. So yeah, know, like those extra hours that you know people are working like it can be a lot of busy work i think there are the companies you know you see the elon musk companies where people are working 100 hour weeks and you know they're moving mountains to get to get rockets in space it's it's an interesting trade-off and it's something you know that i'm in constant kind of conversation with myself over because on one hand there is this kind of hey we're we're a startup trying to grow really quick and and kind of you know get it out as, as big as possible to as many people as possible and on the other hand i do think that can be done in a way where you're still nowadays when you've got so much leverage with, with tools and like a good decision is is worth so much more like it's not just it's about making fast decisions but it's not just about like doing lots of work and i think in my previous company like i spent a year running growth and 98 percent of what i did just didn't move the needle because i was just like being busy almost because i was like yeah i was insecure about my own ability to do the job so i was overcompensating by just like doing loads of work that would be somehow substitute for like the results i wasn't getting you know and it, it just ended up yeah a massive waste of everyone's time so i'd much rather like we kind of just make the smart decisions now and and people are going to do that they are kind of just in a, in, a, in a better headspace kind of well happy you know you can still you can still have urgency without without working the, the 100 hour weeks so i think it's a really interesting topic and, and something that i'm you know, still, still tossing over in my own mind. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's so important. Thank you for sharing so vulnerably. Like, I think it's so important for us to discuss that it's not just like a quick solution, like, okay, this is what we believe in, but there's, it's nuanced, right? Like everything in, in our world today, it's not just like, okay, we are promoting, you know, digital wellness and being unplugged, but we still have a business to run. Like you said, it's hospitality. So that's like a whole nother layer. And I do freelance work in digital marketing. So although I've gotten this digital wellness certification, I also am helping brands with their social media and allowing them to, you know, grow and, and like build community. And I think it's just so important that you can navigate it in whatever way works for you and for your company or your business. Like there is no one size fits all for finding this balance with technology. Yeah. hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. So you're, just a work in progress, like everyone else, including myself. And I think, again, that's why it's so important to have these conversations to show people that it's not just like, okay, I decided I'm going to have a better relationship with technology or a better relationship with my phone. So I'm just going to like go into the woods and never communicate with anyone again. Like that is not the only way (laughs) to improve your digital wellness. There's so many ways and so many little things that add up. So if the listener wants to connect with you and learn more about Unplugged, what's the best way for them to find you on the great <laughs> World Wide Web? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, sadly, most of it is digital, but Unplugged.Rest is, is the website. We're, we're the same again on, on Instagram, which ironically is uh, is a kind of, you know, popular popular channel for us then you can find me i'm off most social media but still on linkedin so you can you can find me on there or write a letter if you uh google our company's house then you can find a mailing address and would love to hear from you by post but uh, understand if that's not feasible maybe we should start a pen pal uh, initiative yeah, bring letters. <laughs> sure 
<laughs> Did you ever have a pen pal? Was that a thing in England? <laughs> it, uh, it was. It was quite a niche thing. I, I personally didn't. I was a pretty dyslexic kid, so um, I, I don't think I, my handwriting was up to scratch at the time. But I'd love to. Yeah. Oh, I feel, I feel re- reprieved for not having one. <laughs> I had a pen pal in Australia. I'll never forget it. it like, I've lo- I should probably try to find them. Speaking of yeah, yeah. positive things about the internet, I should try to find this girl yeah. and see if, if she's, yeah, remembers being my pen pal. <laughs> you guys would have so much to catch up about. I know. So we have two final questions I ask every guest. And this one's a bit of a vulnerable one. But obviously, self-discovery is not a one-time thing, right? You don't just go to the mountains and have your silent retreat and then figure out the rest of your life. It's an ongoing journey. So what's something that you are personally focusing on in your own journey of self-discovery at the moment? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, you know, definitely kind of finding finding new weaknesses all the time. I think the nature of, of kind of scaling a business is you, you constantly have to be evolving. I think one one thing I've really been challenged by, but you know, starting to get better at is is saying no. And you know, I'm traditionally a real people pleaser and a real yes man, and and that's fine. You know, before responsibilities and so on, but it's it's a, it's a much harder balance while running a company. And actually, there just isn't enough time for everything. And everything you say I had a good quote, which is like everything you say yes to is a no to something else and yeah for so much of my life I've been kind of what I how I spend my time is just dictated by you know whoever puts something in my calendar and so it's just yeah being more intentional I think you know kind of less better is, is something I'm really trying to channel at the moment yeah I really relate to that and I think all business owners you know wherever they're at in their journey a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this podcast and you have to learn to say no right you have to learn how to place those boundaries and that goes for technology as well you know when you do unplug when you say you're going to unplug when you say you stop answering emails for the night you can't just like you know, have a cheeky (laughs) check on your phone and like then get into that cycle. Like you have to honor your word to yourself, even if that means like we mentioned before, like your company doesn't grow as quickly as maybe it could if you were working a hundred hour weeks, but then you can't sustain that because you've burnt yourself out, like, you know, trying to please everyone else's desires. So boundaries is such a hard lesson to learn for sure. And I think it's one that you also have to continue continually revisit because you need different boundaries for different seasons, right? And I love this phrase. I don't know if you've ever heard it before, but it's called tilting. And so everyone always talks about balance and I don't, I think balance is another like societal construct, especially yeah. for women <laughs> that they try to like make us believe that we need to have this perfect balance yeah. of work and life and, and all of the things. And really there's balance is like a spectrum of your whole life. So I think that tilting is a great way to describe it because it's like you tilt into different areas when they need more of your attention. And then the other areas don't get as much. So when you're getting this company off the ground, right? Like you're tilting into unplugged at the moment. And so maybe other areas of your life don't get as much attention. Obviously you can't keep the scale tilted too long. So then other times when other things are more important, then you tilt back the other way. But it's like not that continuum of balance. You know, it happens over the course of your life and that's natural. And I think that it's it 
freed me from so much kind of guilt of just yeah. like trying to balance it all perfectly all the time. Right. That's just not realistic. And anyone who tells you they're doing that is not <laughs> telling the whole truth. <laughs> yeah, love it. No, it's, it's, it's tough being, being human as well. I think that's like, we do forget that, right? Like you, there's, it's so easy to kind of beat yourself up about you know, not being perfect and dropping the ball somewhere else. And, and, and yeah, you're so right. Like, you know, we've, we've all got to make compromises and sacrifices and, and kind of making peace with that is, is also super important. Yeah, totally. And I think when you are unplugging more, you realize that it's way easier to stay in your own lane. I think especially yeah. with social media, when you are just focusing on what's in front of you and not everyone else's life, like we talk about that so much on Charge My Core, it's, it's so much easier yeah. to put your energy and put in those boundaries because you are the main character, right? Like bring that main character energy. Like I feel like unplugging is the best way to have main character energy. Cause it's like, I don't care what's happening in the rest of the world. I'm doing me, right? (laughs) Okay. So last question, what are four words of advice that you would give to younger Hector in the most pivotal transition of your life thus far? Yeah, for sure. So I, I do know this one. It's something I wish I'd learned earlier. So I would tell young Hector that no one really cares. And I think yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I just, I, I was really up until kind of 25 or so, like I, I was really cared so much what people thought, you know, and, and like that really dictated how I lived my life. And it, it just meant, you know, as I said earlier, that I wasn't living life on, on my terms. And what you realize, what, you know, I've come to, to conclude is that everyone is so busy worrying about themselves that, that no one's worrying about you, you know? So yeah, just yeah. really no one cares. And I really don't mean that in like a negative way. It's like, I think I see it as like a super positive thing, right? Like no one cares. And that's so empowering because, you know, go out and take risks and do the thing you want to do and like, you know, kind of try things and, and yeah, no, no one, no one cared. Like I remember prior to the sign of retreat, my friend recommended it and I was like, Oh my God, like I can't do this. Like what well, the guys at work think, like all the right. And I did it afterwards and, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, kind of interested that I did it, but, you know, no one, no one really cared that much. And, you know, it's so the, I think, yeah, as you say, that the more you can kind of strip away that and, and yeah, really kind of, you know, focus on yourself and help yourself so you can help others. Totally. I love that. And I think it's such an important reminder as well that men have a lot of societal pressure mm. on them. And, you know, it's obviously different than what women experience, yeah. but there is a lot of pressure on men to like, you know, be a man or like, don't do that because it's too girly or too, (laughs) you know, whatever, too vulnerable to like, I feel like men do get a lot of criticism and banter, especially in British culture, Mm. a lot of banter from their friends, you know, calling out things that they would do. So I'm proud of you for doing (laughs) your retreat anyways and being like, whatever. But I think that's an important thing. And like I said, I don't have many male guests. And so I think that's important to realize is that we all kind of have our own societal constructs Mm. of what we think people expect of us and really no one cares. <laughs> so I think that's a good note to end on, Hector. Thank you so much for coming on Charge My Core. I cannot wait to come and stay in a cabin. And yeah, I'm really, really excited to see 
how Unplugged unfolds and for hopefully a lot of the listeners to come and visit you guys and have the experience themselves. Absolutely. Well, no, Susie, such a such a joy to be here. But thank you so much for, for having me and the, the time today. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, lo- love everything you're doing. So um, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, Hector. Thank you so much for listening to Charge My Core. If you vibed with this episode, take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at enthusiasm because if you connected with this episode, then I bet your friends will too. Together, we can figure out how to charge up ourselves as much as we charge our devices. Until next time, focus on less scroll and more soul.